ahead and introduce our next guest right here on the conversation. Many of you know my next guest from hits like G, Have Plenty, or her role on Girlfriend. Some of you may have seen her stunning work as a top-notch photographer. Here today to share with you a little about what she's done and what she's doing next is the one and only Genoa Maxwell. Ms. Maxwell, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Man, this is, you know, a, it's an all-time favorite, and I've had some folks on here, but you have made my radio day. <laughs> Charm me if you will. It will get you everywhere, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You know what? What's funny, I put up the post that you're going to be on the show, and, like, Every guy that was my Facebook friend, like, back in 2009 that I never talked to, all of a sudden they were, like, my friends again and just chiming in. So you created quite a stir on Facebook today by being on the show. Big ups to you. Aw, that's so sweet. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. I hope you uh, ask me some questions. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hoping you call. By the way, if you do want to say hi, what's up, or just, you know, find out what's going on, the number to dial is 917-932-1078. Be sure to hit the number one button so our engineer will let me know and I can let you know when to go. Hey, I want to give first a big shout-out to Kirsten for getting us to this point. Big shout-out to her. Yeah, she's everything. She's a fantastic woman all around, but she's my producer for my new series, Closet Talk, and, um, you know, I'm really excited about it launching soon. So uh, we will, without her. And we will definitely be diving into that in just a minute. But I want to ask you, um, where, you've had a wonderful journey as an actress. I'm curious, what prompted the interest into photography? Well, I always had an eye. Um, you know, photography has always spoken to me. As a young kid, I would always go through my grandmother's photo albums. Actually, if anyone had a photo album out, I was always drawn to it. And as I started getting older, I was always the girl at the party or at the event with the camera, you know, in your face trying to document every moment and everything. And ironically, um, what people don't know is before I became a a well-known actor, I was a camera loader for Hype Williams and for a lot of other uh, directors. Yeah, it's always been my passion. So um, it's just kind of like circling back like how life always does. You know, I know you have a really extensive background in the arts, and I was going to ask you, do you use your eye for the arts, you know, acting and all the other things, in developing your eye in photography? And it sounds like that's exactly what you do. Well, you know, I I have a program that I teach called Finding Your Angle, and I always think that, you know, photography is very similar to life. You know, we are... We use our eyes to inform us, and, um, you know, we we use our lens to kind of gain perspective on the world. And, you know, as an artist, you're always looking for the small miracles in life, you know, either trying to recreate them, duplicate them, or have them inspire you. And as a photographer, I I, I always think that, you know, it it quiets you, and it makes you a, a receptor of the world. You know, you really get to see the small nuances that make the miraculous. And when you have that kind of information, I think it definitely does inform you differently as an actor. So, yeah, I think it's very beneficial. 
And I have really checked out your website and your work. You know, it's really unique. Your photos come out in this very unique 3D format, right? Because everyone can't do that. I've seen a lot of people will shoot, and it still looks like a 2D kind of format. You see something, but you don't. With your photos, you get textured. I can all, you know, you can tell what your theme is about, but it's the background. It's looking at the nuances, and, of course, you, you do a lot of shooting around the world. How did you learn that technique? You know, it's funny. I, I don't think it's a technique as, as much as it is how I see the world. I see it very layered and very textured and very colorful. And I, 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 I really love um, to find the humanity in every moment. So I think that we're all made of all of these wonderful fibers, and it's really just how I see the world. It's not necessarily the technique. Um, even though I was trained to really use my equipment and to, and to really understand lighting, um, but my, my voice is my voice, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. And if you've seen her work, you would get it too. Uh, but I, I think you're very humble in that because let me tell you, I know a lot of photographers, and I don't know what they're looking for, but it didn't quite come out the way I think they wanted to. So the fact that you do have an eye and you can capture it is is not by accident. And, and kudos for you, the work that you do in that. Thank you so much. That I appreciate that. It's it's it is really um, a, a real incredible passion of mine, and I feel so humble and so blessed to have something that moves me to love every day. So I'm glad that it it actually moves you and to some of the other people that look at it. I mean, I guess you know that's the biggest compliment of all, right? Yeah, that is. If your work can move someone, whether that's on the stage, in front of the TV, uh, in in front of the lens, uh, I think that's a testimony to your art. Um, i got to ask you this. This might be putting you on the spot, but what the hell? We're on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> uh, who would you love to shoot? If you had one person, male, female, doesn't matter, just that one person. I know photographers always have that one person that they say, you know what? If I could get them in the shoe, oh, it would be magic. Do you have somebody I mean, in mind? Yeah, I would love to shoot the president of the United States. I mean, wow, yeah. to me, it's like, you know, the fact that I got an opportunity to witness the kind of change that um, we had that we never thought we would have to see, to be in a time where we never thought we'd have a black president and then to actually witness his second term. Um, this incredible man who's made history for a lifetime, who's young enough and interesting enough, and his family. Like, you know, he's just so incredible to me. If I could just get my hands on a camera and in, in half in half an hour with him, I would be ecstatic for, like, years to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you hit a home run with that. There's no doubt that shooting the president of the night, you, these United States would be a phenomenal. And you know what? He has such character. He would not be a boring shoot. You know, some some presidency, like, yeah, I could shoot a <laughs> stick and probably get more life out of it. But the president has, like, this unique, uh, it's not unique. I mean, I, there's a few out there, but he seems to be more real than most. And I don't know if that's just uh, because I'm connecting with him as a black man or what, but that's my interpretation. I, I think that would be great. I'm, you know what? I got his... Um, 
that phone. I'll set that up for I'll see if I can set that up for you. Could you please? I mean, that would be very, very, very wonderful of you. I don't think Michelle would mind at all. I, I didn't even make note that he was as handsome as any man can come, but, you know, we'll just leave that off the table. <laughs> you know, I, I, I probably shouldn't mention that part, um, <laughs> yeah. but I will do what I can. Phenomenal. Because yeah. if you are just tuning in, we're having a great deal of fun. I'm talking with Genoa Macdo. I have to say it like that. I can't say it any <laughs> other way. I'm really stoked. You know, we got a caller. You mind oh. if you take a call? Sure, absolutely. Excellent. Six seven eight last four digits for ninety four seventy nine. Welcome to the show. You're speaking live with Shinora Maxwell. What you got? Uh, Miss Maxwell. Miss Maxwell. My name is London Arrington, and um, I just wanted to. Hey, how are you? How are you? Um, I just I've been listening to everything, and I you know I followed you since like you know have plenty and girlfriend things like that, and I know that you do excellent you know photography and stuff. So I wanted to ask you um, about the evolution of of what you do and how you do what you do in the industry, and um, if you think that there's a way that we can get more quality, progressive, and productive work for, you know, people like yourself and, and other African Americans and how we're going to be able to um, turn some things around to get more productive or progressive um, images of us on screen, on television, on the Internet, you know. Are you talking about, like, um, visual, like, artists, or are you talking photography? Like, are you talking um, acting? I'm, yeah, acting, as far as, like, some of the programs and things that are that are going on. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think we've come a long way, let's just say that. I mean, we have some mm-hmm. incredible shows on TV right now, um, with Scandal. Um, you know, Gabrielle Union is about to star in this um, really incredible uh, show called Being Mary Jane, um, and we're getting there. I think the biggest okay. thing is that we have an opportunity right now as lesbians and as artists to really create our own product. Um, I kind of got... Uh, frustrated with some of the things that I was seeing, so I created my own series, Closet Talk, which you can always check out, www.closettalk.tv. It's a new series coming out, but I think we have an opportunity to really take charge and to promote and create really great content. The problem is is that we have to find a way to really, truly support each other as we're building, and I think that that's been one of the issues. Um, We have to see numbers. Entertainment is overall a business, and if we don't understand that as a population and as a culture, then we die. So it's not just enough to just create the content, but we have to find a way to market and support each other as we grow. I got you. I got you. May, may you I know what I mean? Piggyback. Huh? Yeah, I do. Yes. May I piggyback off of your? Because I mean, I, I'm a musician, so I definitely understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I guess. And it, it may not be something that we might come up with on this conversation or whatever, but as an artist, how how do you how do I want to say how how do you remain true to the art and because it's it's two hats because what right. you said is absolutely true. You can come up with something as progressive and as meaningful as you can, but it won't get the same airtime or the same response as some of the other things that are out. So I see that all the time. That's my biggest dilemma, like mm-hmm. whether I want to write 
something about sex and trippers or if I want to write something about progressive and how black women are queens. Okay. That doesn't seem well, to let, get me, this, let me just you know stop what I'm you right there because I, I okay. exactly I appreciate and understand what you're saying and I think here's the issue. What we have to understand as artists is we have to make a living. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the art has to stay pure because we make it and that's what we have to do. We have to mm-hmm. express ourselves in that way. And we create the truth because we have to. Now, what we create because we need to eat is a very different story. There is two hats that you have to wear. You have to be very smart and uh, strategic about who you are as an artist so that you're not giving away everything. And eventually your truth becomes the light that feeds you internally, and then eventually people get it. But sometimes you just have to kind of feed the animal with, you know, whatever it's eating. And you have to be okay with that. And it's not selling out. It's just understanding that it's a business. You have to make a name for yourself. You have to work the business. And and, and that's just how it goes. You know what I mean? And sometimes as artists, we don't want to do that because, you know, everything we try to do is really pure and we're really sensitive to it. We love the purity of of really creating from truth or from pain or for forever we're inspired. But a smart artist, it's someone who's seen and someone who can eat and someone who's happily balanced, right? So we kind of have to infuse both of them and feed both of them simultaneously. And it's a tricky balance, but I think it can be done. Hey, I want to thank London for that call, that question. Big up, big up to you, sir. Uh, I'm going to take one more caller before I jump in, and this is on the area 904 area code in Florida. Uh, 6446 is the last four digits. You're on live with Ms. Shinoa Maxwell. What you got? Uh, good evening. This is Emmanuel Washington from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I'm so very happy to um, speak with you. I remember um, watching Half Plenty and just about everybody who came over to my apartment, I made them watch this very highly intelligent but yet soulful uh, movie. And uh, I just want to know um, what was it like uh, back in those days uh, putting and crafting that great piece of work together? Hi, Emmanuel. Thank you for your question. Thank you for calling in. Um, You know, it's funny. It's a great question that you asked because I do believe that um, we were really blessed in in that period of time. Um, We were the pioneers of independent film, and we had an opportunity to really create something powerful, something honest, something intelligent um, as true artists that really weren't um, concerned about the mainstream. We were just creating and building what we knew to be good work. Um, and so it was a rare project, and it was really a, a, a beautiful moment to work with. Uh, Chris Chereau, who is the director and writer of that project, he was so passionate about it, he drove a cab for years to, to raise the money himself. And um, that, along with his mother who mortgaged her house, uh, made enough money to make a film. And with that, he sought out the most interesting, I think, uh, varied uh, characters that weren't mainstream, that just as he knew them to be really good actors. And I think that um, it would be great to have some more of that in Hollywood right now. But um, like I said, it was a really wonderful experience, and um, I'm really blessed to have had that to be part of that um, that time, and and this 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 cult film that after 
10 years, people still really love and cherish. 